Hello, welcome to the Show Oshibeson podcast. Show Oshibeson is the lead pastor, Grace Made Christian Center, where we raise change agents. We do hope you'll be refreshed by God's word today. Happy listening. So I'm trying to be funky sometimes. I'm trying to, you know, do some swag. I'm trying to, you know, once in a while. But, but honest, before I got born again, I, I was not this only righteous i mean i had piercing you know i had i had chain on i i mean i was i was a dude you get what i'm saying i was but i got born again like this you know if i want to serve god i'm very passionate about things if i want to do the world i do the world i mean i was i was in the world (laughs) i was in the world praise god and i'm glad i got changed the story this is a better life amen Having tested both worlds, this is a better life. Glory to God. This is a better life. Glory to God. So we are here today talking about marriage. By God's grace, our marriage will be 10 years this December. Praise God. Glory to God. And I'm just so glad. Actually, going by registry, it was 10 years in April. Right? Because we did a, you know, court wedding April 26th on our birthday. You know, 10 years uh, this past April. So, um, but we wanted to do the church blessing, you know, um, yeah, just because of what we believe, you know, just get, get the blessing from the church and the pastor, praise God. And, you know, one of the things that God put in our hearts as, I think it was towards about two months ago, God impressed upon us that we can, we should start something like this. So to have discussions about marriage, about relationships, I believe that in anything you do, once you can clock 10 years in that thing, you can begin to become a voice in that area. Does anybody agree with that? So you cannot say that you are running business until your business is 10 years old. You get what I'm saying? You cannot say that you are an authority, you know, in marriage or in relationship until, of course, you can talk about marriage. Even as a one-year-old, two-year-old, you know. Some people, six months, they're already turning to relationship counselors. But you see, you can actually talk about marriage when your marriage clock like 10. I believe that, you know. Even from 5, you can start saying some things. <laughs> when you clock 10, 10 years of marriage is not a joke. Like you're married, you're well married, you're happily married. You're not just in a relationship. You're married. And your marriage, you're, you're enjoying and having a great marriage. Praise God. So we believe that God would have us do this and this has become a part of our lives. This has become a part of the church. Amen. And would have this and this is going to grow bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger in Jesus. Somebody say amen to that. Praise God. So we have the maiden edition today and I'm excited you are a part of it. Praise God. I'm going to teach very briefly and then we go into the main crux of what we have today which is the questions and the answers. I'm sure you have your questions ready. So the ushers are on standby to hand over, you know, paper, sheets of paper into your hands to write down your questions. You can also come outside and use the mic to ask your questions. Praise God. So question that you have that pertains to marriage, separation, relationship, sex, you get to ask your questions today. Praise God. Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus that you would anoint this session in the name of Jesus. Speak to us. In the name of Jesus, we give you all the praise in Jesus' precious name. We are somebody say, believe in amen. 
praise God. I want to talk very briefly on how to know if you will have a great marriage. How to know have a great marriage. How to know if you will have a great marriage. One of the most, um, there are several terrible things in this world, right? One of the most terrible things in this world is to marry the wrong person. You will not she marry in Jesus' name. You will not marry the wrong person in the name of Jesus. Now, if you have a bad church, you can change your church. Right? If you have a bad boss, you can change your boss. You can change your job. If you have a bad career, you can have a career switch. If you have um, a, bad, a bad business, you can change your business. But if you have a bad marriage, well, you can change it. But you see, the impact of that change would almost be forever in your life. Except there's a divine hand of God, divine intervention of God, divine healing in your life. So the impact of a great, of, of, a, of a bad marriage is, is, is long term. Except when God, you know, decides to come in, you know, and then you submit yourself to God. And then God, in his infinite mercy, restores you. Glory to God. Say glory to God. So God designed that you should enjoy your marriage and not endure your marriage. God designed that you should enjoy your marriage and not endure your marriage. And I've said this again and again that a lot of people who are single, you know, they want to get married, you understand? Uh, people who are married are like, wow, I wish I'm single. Not because they're not enjoying their marriage, but because marriage comes with a lot of inconvenience. It comes with a lot of inconvenience. So if you don't want to be inconvenienced, you cannot get married. Praise God. Say praise God. You know, I, I always joke that, you know, when you're single, you can sleep whenever you want to sleep. You can wake up whenever you want to wake up. You can eat whatever you like. You can go wherever you go. You can, you can relocate <laughs> anytime you want to. You may go outside and say, I'm not going back home. Does anybody understand what I'm saying? Yeah, you can go to a friend's place and then you decide to crash there like they call it. You can crash there. But you see, when you are married, you cannot be crashing anyhow, except you want to crash. So you have to get permission from someone. In fact, they fight you that you are not eating balanced diets. And you are wondering, is it your diet? They fight you over, not like fight, like they, they talk to you, okay, oh, this is what you are wearing. Oh, change what you are wearing. You get what I'm saying? If you saw me this morning, this was not what I was wearing. My wife told me, I said, yeah, no, this is not nice. I said, ah, okay, yes, my Lord. And I went to change. And I went, I, if you saw me this morning for the work, when I came for the workers meeting, I was wearing something different completely. But you know, I said, I said yeah, but because when you, as you begin to grow in marriage, you understand that it's not just about you. You get what I'm saying? And she gave me the template of how she wanted me to look. And that's what marriage, you know, allows. And that's what marriage is all about. Praise God. Contrary to what a lot of people think, it is not love that sustains a marriage. 
Think about that. There are people who think that, oh, once you love the person you're going to get married to, you'll have a great marriage. No. Love is good. You should love the person you want to get married to. When you see them, there must be this, you know, chemistry in your body, right? You must feel some kind of way. I don't know how to explain it, but you know, praise God, because you've fallen in love before. Amen? Anybody here, you've never fallen in love before? You've never fallen in love before? You see me for deliverance. You've never fallen in love before. After the service. Praise God. So love is not enough. Love is not enough. Love is overrated. When it comes to having a great marriage. So it's not just enough to love the person you want to get married to. There are things that are bigger and deeper than love. That sustains a marriage. That keeps a marriage. Praise God. I said, praise God. You know, not only say love is blind. Marriage is an high opener. You so, I'm in love with you. Oh, I cannot sleep. Oh, I cannot. <laughs> Somebody said to his pastor, he said, I love her, I can't breathe. The pastor said that what you have is asthma, not love. <laughs> So, the, the goose bomb that you feel is because of you. I have a goose bomb. That goose bomb. You get married. And there is what you have is pimples. I'm telling you. All the goose bomb, you know, the, the feeling, you know, you're like, wow, wow. The person that, you know, the makeup that you see and love, that you're like, wow, is that makeup that will cause fight in the marriage? That you are taking too long. I honestly don't understand why, how women, I don't understand it. I still try to unravel the mystery of makeup. I really don't get it. But you see, as you grow, you will learn. And that's why one of the things that make a man to have a great marriage is to understand how the female gender works. You understand how the male gender works, right? For the women, you understand that men are different from women. Do you get what I'm saying? Men want respect. Men, they want respect. Women, they want romance. Romance. Women love romance. A man just wants to, you know, just grab the word. The lady say, there's a, there's a, enter into his gates with what? Thanksgiving, they, they, you have to, there are things you have to put ahead. Praise God. When my wife traveled to the UK and then she was going to return, you know, I spoke to, you know, Flo and all that. And then I got her, you know, I did a pillow, a pillow, like a pillow, you know, welcome back home. We miss you. You know, I put a card on the bed. Do I sound like I can do that? But I know that's how it works. That's how it works. I don't look like a romantic guy, but I'm very, very romantic. Ah, I'm very, very romantic. So because you understand the language of a woman is romance, then you open the door. Even though that one, <laughs> I don't know. I'm still learning that. I will try it a week. I'll stop you. You know, you know, so you just, this is a romance. Women, they like romance. 
Do you understand how it works? A woman loves romance. That's why when it's time to have sex, the man just wants to do what he wants to do. But the woman, she loves the, fore, she loves the foreplay, the introduction, all the paparazzi before the only place. Do you get what I'm saying? That's what, that's what you know, turns a woman on. Is there any teenager in the house? No, we don't have teenagers. Amen. So you, you, you must understand that. And what is romance? You do, I mean, small things in a special way. Some people think when it comes to romance, it's only about money, money. That's what they think of romance. You know that ordinary holding hand is romantic. Holding hand. Holding the hand of your spouse. When you're going to walk, pecking them. I have that habit. When I'm going to walk, I peck my wife on the head three times before I go. Three times. Amen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do it every single time I'm going. Every single. I don't miss it. Because you understand. You don't understand that. You, 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 are not, you are not understanding the woman's You are not speaking her language. Just holding her by the waist is romantic. I'm telling you. PDA, I'll be what do you call it? Yes, you just peck her. You understand? Some people have never hugged their wife in the public before. They've never done it before. They don't understand romance. That's why you open the door sometimes for them and say, Can you please, princess, come down? You know, even though I'm like, Whoa, you know, you just understand that you want to buy a gift. There's a way you can present the gift in a very, very nice way. You know that you can buy a car. I want to present the car. Two people can buy a car as a gift for their wife and then one presents it in a way that it loses value. It loses value. Then the other presents the car in a way that is romantic. Say, ah, I bought a car for you. Okay, and here, whoa. Be careful. Be careful with that car. <laughs> the, one, the last one I bought for you, that was how you, 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 you were not buying fair for the car. That, I bought you another one. If you like, spoil it. You bought the car. But you see, your evil is being evil, your good is being evil spoken of. But you see, you can buy a car for her. Then you present it and wrap the car key. On a bed day, under the pillow, and then something is choking her in the head, and you say, "What is this?" You say, "Maybe, it's, you say, ah, maybe you should check." A lot of people don't know; they don't, they don't understand romance, and that's one thing every man needs to learn, especially the spiritual brothers. Every time it's prayer, 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 prayer. Every time. Prayer every time. When was the last time you took your wife out and just go and see a movie and budget for it? Knowing fully well that everything you do is an investment into that marriage. It's an investment into your spouse's uh, emotional bank account. 
Glory to God. So you understand that. And for, for all of you guys who are single, that's why we are teaching you something like this. You, if you want to get married, you have to be romantic. You have to understand the dynamics of kissing. There's a way. There's a way, there's a way to do all of these things. You know that you, you I mean, you, you can think that you're trying to, you know, you are a man, you are a man. You will just mess everything up. And there are people who need to now. Calm down. Do you want to tear me into two? Remember my wife would tell me that, ah, calm down. I would say, ah, jo, 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 jo. <laughs> ah oh, all right, oh, all right. <laughs> but, but as you grow, you learn that there is a way. There is a way, there is a dynamics of entry to the holy place. The Bible says enter into his gates with what? You can just enter anyhow. Enter, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. There is a way that you owe the lady. Should I continue? There's a way that you hold. Maybe please come. See, watch this. Watch this. Ah, hello. How are you? How are you? You see that? That's what most of you do. Most of you. Try this. Hello, how are you? <laughs> like... You can feel it. Can you feel the anointing right now? There is a way. There is a way to talk. There is a way to, to peck and kiss. These things, they will not tell you. They will just push your mouth away. And you will not be thinking in your mind, that you are not what? understanding. Praise God. Are we together? So, for you to understand that, you know, there's a great marriage comes with a lot of flexibility. How you know you're going to have a great marriage is your ability to be flexible. You must be what? Willing to change, to adjust. Willing to change. And you must understand that there are some things that you will never be able to change about your spouse. Understand that as you're dating them, as you're marrying them, you understand that there are some things that you will never be able to change. No matter how hard you pray or fast. There are some things that I know that I cannot change about my, about my wife. There are something that she knows that cannot change about me. So there are things that all the days of your life, you will manage those things. There is a, there is a spouse that snores. It will be hard to change that. So just know that you have been called to that kind of life. And you learn the coping mechanism for that. There are some spouses that they fart a lot. You know that you are here for, you just be, and the, the sweet smelling of all. There are things that, but there are things that can be changed. But there are things that cannot be changed. 
So you, how you know you have a great marriage is your ability to change. Don't say things like this is how I am. I cannot change. I cannot change. I've been like this all my life. And that's selfish. Praise God. You must be willing to change. You must be willing to be flexible. Praise God. I've said it again and again. When we got married, I just didn't understand why I would have to have a shower every night. It didn't make sense to me. I bath for money now. I mean, you're wondering. In the morning, I took my bath. I didn't even go out. I'm at home all day. And you're telling me to go and have a shower in the night. For me, it looks like punishment. You understand what I'm saying? How that you have to use the restroom and then clean the top of the seats. Every time you use the restroom, you clean the top. And I'm wondering, is it not the two of us that are here? How am I stressed? But you know what? I've learned to adjust. When we, when we first got married, when I flushed the toilet, you go and check it. And say that you didn't flush properly. There's still something there. We're not going to check. There's nothing there. There's something there. There's nothing there. There's something there. They'll go and check. Say something is there. Say some, nothing is there. Me, I can see that something is there. I will not be arguing. Nothing is there. Ah, something is there. Nothing is there. Something is there. But you see, you must embrace change. And there are some of you, and there are some ladies who they have a problem with changing. <laughs> That's who any guy that loves me will marry me for who I am. The question is, who are you? Can you marry you? And they, they stay on those things and say things like, I cannot change. Anger is my own. Anger. Anybody that will marry me must marry the anger. That's wickedness. So it takes more than love. In fact, people may get married to each other and not love each other really and have a great marriage. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? If they live, but that's why some people who are not considered born again, that's why some of them have great marriages. Because they understand that it's not just about love. And let me tell you something. Love is a decision. It's a decision. Glory to God. I've seen Christians, I've seen pastors have a divorce. I've, I mean, I've seen several tens of pastors. So it's not just about love. You can love your spouse and lovingly divorce them. <laughs> is anything like that? So you understand that it's beyond that. It's beyond, oh, I love you and all, you know, the drama that comes with it. You must be committed to that person. You get married to someone and then first five years of marriage, there's no child. You can say things like, that's not my portion in Jesus' name. That's not my portion in Jesus' name. That's not your portion in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? 
But guys, sometimes people don't choose their wars. They don't, they don't choose their battles. Things just happen and then you're, you're there. You can say things like, that's not my portion. I reject it by fire. I reject it. Me too. For you, I reject it. But these things happen. And then love is now not enough. Or you marry someone that was extremely wealthy and then something happens, his business crashes. And then he has to start all over again. So that's why love cannot be based on something. You cannot love based on something. You cannot love a woman because she's beautiful. Because beauty fades. By the time she has her first child, and then you see everything collapsing in your very eyes. What, are you, what do I mean by everything? What do I mean by everything? Everything. <laughs> you see everything. The value begins to drop. <laughs> I mean, there was a time that I saw I'm not Instagram. People started doing maybe their throwback picture, you know, maybe when they were pregnant. I saw some women. You would almost be asking that this cannot be true. Ha! Some of you think that you are fine. Get pregnant. There are some ladies in this choir that, that I'm looking forward to seeing them pregnant. <laughs> looking at how their nose will be. I cannot wait. I will laugh. I will laugh at them. I will laugh at them oh, in love. I will say, ah, Sister X. <laughs> ah, look at you. My pastor in Ibadan used to laugh at people. I mean, just jokingly, he used to laugh at them. That wow, look at your nose! Wow, look at your nose! Pastor, me does that a lot. My pastor in Ibadan, he was like, "Wow, my sweetheart!" I say, "Fine, mommy, fine, mommy." I'm watching out for you. I'm just trying to imagine Jade pregnant. You know all the energy or dummy. Well, I don't know which dummy now, but dummy. Hmm? But just then, that's, you know that men cheat on their wives mostly when their wives are pregnant. Research has shown because the wife and women, that's the time that they, they need their husband the most. That's when they need affirmation the most because you already feel like I'm not attractive. I'm not, and that's the best. I say, wow, you're, not, you're an angel. Wow, you're the most beautiful woman in the world. See, you can think, you, see, women, women, you may think that, oh, you know, she, she, she you're whining. Men think, men think this way and say that, oh, don't whine her now. Women, is that whining? That, is that what they love? I'm telling you, women like lies a lot. Not lies, like they like it when they like sweet words. Whether it's a lie or not. The time I was in school, a guy told a lady, I was in school, while I was in my university, a guy told a lady that he comes for lecture from South Africa every day, and she believed. Yeah. That tells you how 
I don't want to use the word gullible, but how believing or how naive women can be. They just, they, they, they believe things a lot. That's why if you, if you don't have, if you, do, if you don't have anything in the present now, as a man, start talking about your future, your future. You don't have anything in the present now. Don't worry. She will still marry you. Start telling about your future. Your future. Start telling her about the future. She will believe it. Because women are incubators. Whenever you speak to them, they magnify it. If you read the Bible, you see this like, and Mary kept these things in her heart. Because women keep things. Whenever you see them, they keep it in their heart. If I, my wife, I told her, I'll fly you all over the world. I'll fly you. I, I didn't have anything. I'll fly you. I'll fly you. Don't worry. I'll take you abroad. Vacation. Vacation. I, I was telling her. Even me that I was saying, I'm like, I'm sorry. I was saying it. But she believed it. I was saying that last one. I said, how many countries have you gone? He said, three. I said, don't worry. We are, sick. We count. We are doing countdown. We are going. This, this, another one. Very soon. You... But when I was, even when I, the one I was saying this so months ago, I don't even know. How, but you just keep, keep saying it. They will believe you. You don't have it. Keep saying it. Don't stop talking it. They will believe you. Women, you tell them that you are the most beautiful. They say, tell me that again. And she knows it. I said that she's not, she knows that she's not uh, this thing. She knows she knows. But you tell her, you say, wow, you, mean, you don't mean it. You don't mean it. Tell me again. And that's what men don't understand. That's what men don't My wife asked me, oh, ah is the food. I say, it's nice. Ah, it's nice, oh. It's very nice. But men say, ah. <laughs> Some men are no wise. They say, ah. Ah, no, rubbish, rubbish. Even if you say that the food is not nice, my wife knows that when she asks me something and I don't talk, she knows that, ah, that thing. There's a way. There's a way. If you have a man, tell him there's a way. There's a way. There's a way. There's a way. How can a woman make her hair and you are not saying that the hair is nice? It's an offense. It's an offense, I'm telling you. That she made the hair. You did not talk about the hair. Even at work, even at work, work like secular work. Your colleagues will be asking that you didn't see that I made my colleague. I wonder how from how now from how from where to where how. You must understand that as a man, these are things that men fight. And they're like, ah, I can't. <laughs> you have to. You have to learn it. Can we start getting ready for the Q and A? You have to learn it. Not just that when you are saying that the hair is nice, there's a way to even say that the hair is nice. You can say it in a romantic way. As you are saying that your hair is nice, you are touching it. You are touching it like, wow, your hair is nice. Wow, I like it. Oh, God, thank you. Uh, it's just, it's all for you. It's all for you. Honey said that 
I want you to say that, though, that she, she's not told that I went on, on campus uh, when I was pastoring. I said to the lady that, you know, you don't tell, he, don't, he doesn't tell me that he loves me. I said, I don't love you. I came, I, the guy goes from like one city to another city to see the lady every weekend. So the guy was saying that, ah, you, you mean that I don't love you? Me, I, I come all the way, all the way from Agawe to Shagam to see you every, every week. And you are saying that you do, I don't love you. You are wicked. Ah, ah. That's the way men think. That's the way men think. Men are logical. They're like, wow, how would you say that? <laughs> but what she's just saying is that it's been a while you told me you love me. Women, women don't see everything. Say you don't, you don't love me. Ha, the guy is one. I just bought you a Lexus ML 450 yesterday. If you are in the spirit, you will know why I mentioned that car. Say, why are you mentioning a Benz ML 450? Why are you? Say, I just bought you that car yesterday. Ha, ha. And ladies are wondering that. You, you don't love me. The guy would almost run mad. But what he's saying is that embrace me right now and tell me how much you love me. There are men that that I love you is a problem for them. I love you is a problem. Even in conferences, tell your wife you love me. I love you. <laughs> Can you just say that I love you? If you're beside your wife, tell your wife, I love you. I love you. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I want you to express yourself. If you're here, how many ladies talk to me that you might, you are dating a, a guy and he's never told you that he loves you, that he loves you. How would you, how would you feel? Jade, how would you feel? You say, I'm single. You all know that you are single. <laughs> Women, it's faith coming by hearing. Good morning, church. Here's the announcement for today, Sunday, July 31st, 2022. Next Sunday, August 7, we'll be having our August Thanksgiving service and ministry will be soul tunes. We're to come to church in our traditional attires and our dancing shoes to show gratitude to God. Also, next Sunday, August 7th, membership class will be holding after the service for people who want to become registered members of the church or are interested in serving as workers in the church. We're raising financial partners at Gracemaid and we want as many people as possible to be part of it. You can reach any of the ushers to get the partners form. Also, if you have a pledge you're yet to redeem, kindly redeem the pledge and God will bless you as you do so. Throughout the month of July and August, we're embarking on a campaign called Each One Reach One. Everyone is expected to invite one person for every service in the two months. God bless you as you reach out to people and invite them to church. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. We're glad you're part of our community now and trust you are blessed by today's message. Please subscribe to the Show or Shibetsu podcast, like and share as well. You can also find Pastor Show on Instagram at Show or Shibetsu or at Grace Made NG.